What is living off the grid? When you are entered into an agreement, contract, or marriage, forcibly or unknowingly, things will likely not be all well. I strongly believe that, when you enter into a relationship, there needs to be a reasonable balance of power for things to remain enjoyable for the parties involved. For example, in old times, a pauper may be advised not be close friends with the prince, because the prince would likely abuse his power to the detriment of the pauper. Likewise, a lamb cannot live around a lion, not for long, for obvious reasons. Relationships, such as these, are what we have been entered into by our society with the electric, water, foods, and communications companies. Here, we are akin to paupers hanging out with princess, lambs lingering among lions. If you are in an abusive marriage, there are two possible solutions. Option 1, change the power dynamics in the relationship. In other words, the abuser must give up power. Or, option 2, the relationship must end. If the abusive partner will not stop the abuse, nor will she or he agree to give away power, then option 2 is likely the best option. Leaving off the grid is option 2, stopping the abusive relationship with your electric, water and sewer, food, and communications providers. This breakup may be partial or total. Throughout this book, I will thoroughly explain how your relationship with these companies is definitely abusive. Leaving off the grid is simply living as free as you want to live. Free of economic subjugation, overtaxation, manipulation, and control from entities and individuals. It may be living without dependence to others that don't share your well-being or best interests. It is having more choice. Living off the grid may be living without unwanted ties and commitments to others and not living under any requirement to enter into dependence and commitment to others. In the technical sense, living off the grid is living by choice without connections to an electric power provider, water services provider, communications provider, food provider, or fossil fuel provider. It is living free of unwanted external providers of goods and services by commitment or contract, which often occur under the threat of economic and physical punishment. Later, I will explain how these providers attempt to punish you when you deny or can't pay for their services. More importantly, living off the grid is being self-sustained in the goods and services for which you are off the grid. Simply put, Living off the grid is having the right and the freedom to get goods and services only when you need them, want them, and freely inquire for them. As we often lack the control of how much services we receive. Living off the grid can be partial or extensive, with freedom and choice as to how much and how often you use goods and services. And, if, not when, you choose others to provide services to you. So, Living off the grid is about maintaining control over who and how much. Additionally, living off the grid is a powerful way to contribute to planetary decarbonization. Decarbonization is the move away from fossil fuels to prevent further damage to the environment and prevent its expected dire effects. As I will show, the environment should be the top reason to move off the grid. 
when you live off the grid, you phase out your use of utility electricity or any fossil fuel-driven technologies simply because they contribute to environmental pollution and because they are generally more costly. When living off the grid, you may provide in part or in whole your own water, food, and electricity, and means of communications. All these goods and services could and should be free of payments and free of commitments to any company or government. So, I believe living off the grid can bring true freedom and democracy to your home, place of work, and community through self-sustainability and greater power as an individual. As an off-greeder, you can surely remain part of modern society, work, and share with others, including those opting to remain tied to the grid. It is, in fact, a way to more efficiently advance into the future and improve many aspects of society. Living off the grid allows you to finally be private and to be treated respectfully as a law-abiding person until and unless reasonably suspected of a legitimate wrongdoing. Living off the grid enables you to stay out of the current web of surveillance and control from governments, corporations, social media, and neighbors. Lastly, it should never be hidden that, in our grid-connected society, living off the grid is difficult. It is often frowned upon, looked at with contempt, and even treated with hostility. It will require extraordinary determination, high skill, consistent good decision-making, and lots of work. Yet, the fulfillment will be hard to quantify. Living off the grid is, by no means, a necessarily lone endeavor. It can definitely flourish in groups, perhaps even in larger communities such as towns and cities. Living off the grid requires much study of science and technology, the smart management of resources, and increased knowledge and appreciation of your environment. Living off the grid can encompass as much, or as little, of your life as you want. It may also evolve over time, or remain the same for long periods. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please look for the next episode soon. And, please ensure you like this content, and subscribe, as a sign of support, and for me to continue to provide this type of content to people like you. By HVB May, 2023 Georgia, USA